Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking? I just opened a high grain brewing black and blue sour ale. Ooh. So... When you say black and blue sour ale, I'm thinking that has something to do with like blueberries or something. Am I totally off base? No, you're like right on base. It has 300 pounds of blueberries and a splash (laughs) of blackberry. Holy cow. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Oh, and it is really amazing. I wasn't so sure when I got a whiff of it. I was like, oh, what did I get myself into? But no, I tasted it and it's delicious. It's like the blueberry is punching you in the face. All 300 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) All at the same time. (laughs) So what did you open over there? So I opened a New Holland Brewing Company Cabin Fever which is a brown ale. And I felt like this was appropriate because as the day that we're recording this is the last day of winter. Ooh. Yes. So obviously when this gets released in a little bit, we'll be like at least a week, week and a half into spring. And hopefully that means really great things for everybody that's listening. But I am super excited for spring and seed starting and gardens and all the fun stuff that comes with spring and summer. And I felt like I do have a little cabin fever, but hopefully it it kind of ends soon. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. I guess my beer was kind of on topic, too, because black and blue is what happens to you when you get attacked by a rooster. Yeah. So I'm on theme, too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, welcome to dive bar number three. Yes. Our drink peep this episode is... Nobody. Oh, we don't have anybody? We don't have anybody. I don't think we've had anybody take the open drink spot. Oh, ah, uh-huh, good to know. Uh-huh. That's right. So if you're listening and you want to be one of our drink sponsors, which is a $15 a month spot, we talk about you and give you gratitude every month, once a month. And I think there are some other perks that go along with that, too. Um, but go check it out at patreon.com slash drink and farm to see if that spot's still available. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Bev? We are going to interview Brad from Coop Dreams all about a book that he wrote about his best rooster friend. We'll call him his BRF, Pokey <laughs> Jr. Yes. I'm so excited. Brad is the host of the TV show Coop Dreams, which we're big fans of. We've been to Coop Camp before, so we've met him in real life. He's just a fantastic, interesting human being, and he's also an introvert. Yeah. Which I, I really understand on a very deep level what it's <laughs> what it is to be an introvert. <laughs> yes, me too. So without further ado, we will dive into our dive bar episode with Brad from Coop Trains. Well, hey there, Brad. Thanks so much for joining us at the dive bar. Oh, I'm excited. My first time at the dive bar, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Any dive bar. (laughs) 
well, welcome. <laughs> well, the dive bar is pretty new, so don't feel too left out or like you weren't invited soon enough. So, <laughs> so give me give me the concept. What what sparked it for you guys? So, uh, what we wanted is we wanted a space where we could talk um, just like really succinctly about specific topics without having to add in like all of our other show elements because we have lots of elements that kind of go into our show and make the whole thing like whole mm-hmm. but we wanted like a mini so type of format but kind of like a deep dive into something that we maybe like mentioned in passing in another episode like one of the dive bars was about crows and why you would want to invite them to your yard <laughs> oh cool i haven't heard that one i'm gonna have to go back into that but that's a great idea and it's interesting how you know as you get in there and you kind of develop what you're doing, you find these other niches that your audience would enjoy. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you look at the stuff with, with what we do and there's all these little tangents that have popped off of it that have kind of their own, you know, life cycle and and following. (laughs) Yep, exactly. So Brad, you've been on the show with us before. Um, So if anyone wants to do like a deep dive into who Brad is, they should check out mini-sode number nine. It's called Drink and Coop Dream. So it's been a few years since we've had Brad on. But why don't you tell the listeners just a little about yourself and like who they are and and, and, um, what we're doing here today? Sure, sure, yeah. And and honored to be back. So nine, episode nine was couple years ago. What are you on now? <laughs> so, well, this is Dive Bar 03, but um, mini-sode-wise, we're on episode mini-53. Nice. And our regular episodes, we just released, I think, 154. Oh, my so... goodness. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing this for a minute now. Congrats. Yeah. And it's been successful. I, I got a story about that a little bit later. So congrats on your growth. But to get back to your question, um, we started a, a homestead. My family, um, just to, for a whole lot of philosophical reasons, wanted to get a little bit more off the grid and try and raise our own food and you know, live a little bit more sustainably and healthier lifestyle. And so uh, we started researching how to do that and couldn't really find anything that spoke to us. So we decided, well, we're just going to kind of go in and talk to some people and help us figure it out and stumble as we go. And thought we'd share some of our uh, the things we learned and the mistakes we made just on YouTube or social media. And we're fortunate that in 2014, 2015, we got picked up by the Discovery Network and actually made a, a television series out of it. And so uh, we're now shooting our seventh season. Uh, the show is called Coop Dreams. We've had a, a spinoff where we, we do some outreach with some veterans on a, another show called Coops for Troops. And um, we're on a, we're, we haven't gotten quite as many episodes as you. I think we're 64 episodes of Coop Dreams, and I think we're at 16 or 17 episodes of Coops for Troops. So it's just... Um, kind of a unscripted reality look at a family, uh, you know, looking to go down this road of starting a homestead and the mistakes and successes. Um, and again, unscripted. So when we screw up and we <laughs> fall on our faces, we want to share that so people can avoid that. And on those rare moments that we have a little bit of success, we want to share that as well, too. I love that so much. And I'm really excited. I have uh, the Discovery Network now. So that means I can get caught up on all of the things Ah. now that they did that online thing. (laughs) Well, the best the best that we added because the when we were with Discovery, we moved off of them. We went into syndications. We're on a bunch of different networks. But one of the benefits 
of uh, there's a, there's a long reason why we started it, but we 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 launched the Coop Dreams app, which you can get for your phone or your your tablet, and that way you can watch Coop Dreams on demand whenever you want, wherever you want. And then through the app, we've also got a Roku channel and Amazon Fire, so it's it's. It's crazy. It's, it's very similar to the dive bar. You know, you just start getting into it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? We probably could do something like this because that would serve our audience in a different way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll make sure that we link to that app inside the show oh, notes awesome. of this episode so that people can download it. Because I know it's available for Android and for Apple. And thanks right. for reminding me that I had that app already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the things with it is um, the we're adding additional content to it, stuff that doesn't fit you know the script, the 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 series, the episodes, um, but is you know either in, like cleaning the coop, you know, a different way. Um, you know, we've probably cleaned the coop on camera, who knows how many times. Um, you can only watch it so many times. So you know, if you're interested in different ways to do things, then we're, we've just added an extra content feature to the tab or to the to the app. Oh, that's so cool. That's really nice. Yeah, and it's so funny too because <laughs> I. You know, when you have a, like a quote unquote real person job, people think it's fascinating. They want to they want to watch this kind of thing because I've had coworkers make jokes because there was a while there where my cow was getting out a lot. <laughs> and um, it was around the time that I think your cows were getting out a lot, yep. too. Yep. And uh, that people want to watch that. They think it's funny or interesting or their mind is boggled about how you go wrangle them and bring them back. So that demand for that content is definitely out there. And because you've made it so easy to access, like, I just think that's great because instead of somebody following me around, I can be like, well, you can go watch this guy because it's basically (laughs) the same thing, just a little different. And then I still, you know, they don't have to see me in my, you know, at my worst. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They just hear it on the podcast. (laughs) It it is interesting with that too, is because you don't, you don't realize that there are, you know, a lot of, I think, uh, either pent up, um, want, you know, wanting to be homesteaders and, and mm-hmm. wanting to move in this direction and in life or family or job you know, or, or whatever isn't allowing them to it. And so they, they live vicariously through the podcast or the TV show. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the time your cows were escaping, ours would escape and they would always go up the road a mile to the nursing oh home. My God. <laughs> and we'd have to go get them. And they were it's assisted living facilities. So the, the, um, residents all have kind of their own back porch and everything. We go up there and they'd be sleeping on the back porch. At, oh so can, you can, if you just imagine <laughs> that you're in, an, you're in your assisted living apartment and you look out your back door and there is a Scottish Highland cow sleeping <laughs> on your, on your patio that would have to be just crazy. So one of those got 300,000 views on Facebook and it's like, I, it is funny. It is entertaining. And I'm, you know, just like you say, I'm glad somebody can laugh at our expense. But when it's happening, oh. you're so just frustrated. You got to fix the fence. You got to walk them. You can't. We don't have a uh, to try and get them into the trailer would take longer than to walk yeah. up there, put the harness on them and walk them back. <laughs> yeah, you're getting your steps in. At least, yeah. you know, and, and there's the, that. The, <laughs> the anxiety level is the whole walk back. You realize I don't know how they got out. So not only am I spending half a day to go get them, now I'm going to have to spend the other half of the day fixing the fence. And you both know from your farms, there's never a shortage of things on the to-do list. So just to lose a day sets you behind in so many different places. Mm -hmm. It sure does. For sure. 
And and to top it all off, you have these escape artists, cows, you have the TV show, you have goats, you have chickens, you have all this stuff. But then you're also an author, which is why we wanted to talk to you today, because you have a new book out. Yes. Thank you for having me on about that, too. It's a it was a, you know, you feel called to do some things. And I felt Mm -hmm. called to write this because of a really special relationship that I had with Pokey Jr. Pokey Jr. was a rooster that um, the book is about. And you know, sadly, we lost him right before the book came out. And not I don't know that Pokey Jr. was a big reader. I don't know that he would have cared. But it would have been cool to actually sit in the, the chicken yard and read the book to him. Um, but it was a, a, an interesting rooster. And we all have them. You all have one animal or one bird that is just a little different than the rest. And, you know, he was... Um, and a kind of a snapshot of his his life is he was the leader of the uh, backyard flock is he would shred the leg of anybody that came in to the chicken yard he was so protective and our, our cameraman um, has got scars up and down his legs from you know when you're filming all day in 80 90 degree heat in the summertime you wear shorts and pokey juju was not a fan of our cameraman or oh, shorts no. <laughs> and so he would just tear him apart when he came in there and it was all just to protect you know if you've got a, a camera that is going down towards hens and a flock that he's uh, protecting he's gonna he's gonna react and and he would and then you know his life changed when one of his kids, uh, Patch, who was another rooster, and Patch is a crazy story as well, but um, Patch took over the chicken yard and beat Pokey Jr. up and it just didn't want him around the hens. And so Pokey Jr. eventually just left the chicken yard, jumped over the fence, and we'd put him back in. He'd get beat up. He'd jump out of the fence again. And eventually we thought we lost him. And we found him on the back porch. We've got, we leave the back, uh, the back porch door open for the cats to come in and out. And uh, he took up residence on the back porch, which is 150 yards from the chicken yard. So how <laughs> he decided on that, I don't know. But there was a bucket on there and he would roost on that bucket at night. Uh, it was on top of a, a shelf. And it was so convenient because it's so much easier to clean rooster poop the next morning if it's caught in a bucket as opposed to all over the patio. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's actually so, a really smart rooster. <laughs> he is. He is. And he was uh, with that move. We got to interact a whole lot more. And he I think it was because Patch kind of beat him up. He he became a whole lot more friendly and he'd go for coffee with me, He'd sit on the lawnmower, sit on the tractor. So it was really interesting how he went from, you know, the guy that runs the place to help, help. I'll be your friend. And I'll sleep on the back porch. That's so awesome. You know, I have to ask an extra question here really quick because you mentioned him pooping in the bucket and how convenient that was. In the book, you talk about how he really enjoyed cat food, but that cat food didn't agree with the rooster's digestive system. And it got me curious. What does cat food do to a rooster's digestive system? I have to know. (laughs) Well, I tell you, at first, when he would get out of the the chicken yard, he'd go over to the barn where we had a barn cat and a a house cat. And so the house cat would be on the back porch and the barn cat would be in the barn. So he'd go over, he'd make the rounds. He'd go to the barn, he'd eat the barn cat's cat food. Then he'd come to the back porch, eat the the house cat's cat food. And initially, uh, it's, it's runny. There's a little change in... 
the appearance. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Oddly, it smells exactly the same. Um, <laughs> but after a while, I think his, and, and we would leave when we recognize that now he's decided that the back porch is his coop, we'd leave, you know, chicken food out for him and he'd kind of mix both. And eventually I think his system just kind of caught up to his new diet and everything kind of returned to normal. <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you wrote the book from Pokey Jr.'s perspective, which I thought was a really interesting choice, like from an author the side of things to write the book. So I was curious, um, was there a reason why you did it from Pokey's perspective and not like your perspective of what you were seeing in the chicken yard? Yeah, I think there's a there's two reasons with it. I am by nature an introvert and um, I, I struggle to write from my perspective. I, 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 I can't quite, you know, this is, this is a, the, the third book I've written in each one of them, I've really struggled to be creative when my voice is in there. So I think that's part of it. And the other part is as, you know, he was such a fan of writing on things and, you know, we, we have a, a farm where whether it's the tractor or the lawnmower, we're, you know, cutting for a few hours a, a day when we do have to, to cut the yard he would, he would come and he would sit on my lap. Um, I actually made him a sidecar for the tractor and he would sit in and he'd just nap. And, you know, when you're, when, when you're looking at him for a couple hours, sitting there looking out and then napping and then waking up and looking out, you start wondering what he's thinking. And so I think (laughs) the, the primary motivation to make it from his perspective is all of the hours we spent, you know, when when we're driving in a Prius to go get coffee (laughs) You're wondering <laughs> what he is thinking, and when he goes back, you know how he how he processes all of this stuff. And so I, I think a lot of that perspective came from the amount of hours that he and I would spend together. I mean, he, it was like a dog when you get home. When I would come home from work and I'd get out of my car, no matter where he was on the farm, he would come running up, as you know. And Grant, I don't know, but. I, he looked excited to see me. <laughs> I was excited to see him. And so we just had this, this really unique bond. And I always wonder what was going on in his, I knew, I knew what it meant to me, but I, I, I couldn't quite get my head around what it meant to him. And so, you know, when I'm writing the story, it became so easy to write from his perspective because I spent so many hours thinking about it. We only want the best for our flocks, and that's why we are thrilled to partner with Grubbly Farms Grubblies, an all-natural snack that provides the nutrients and minerals for happier, healthier chickens. Grubblies are safely and sustainably harvested in the United States at FDA-approved grub farms to ensure the highest levels of food safety and quality for our feathered families. This means everything from what the grubs eat to how they're dried is strictly regulated. Each batch is then tested for any potential contaminants and pathogens and packaged with love for your fluffy family to enjoy. When you spoil your flock with grublies, you're providing a safe and sustainable protein that's as healthy for the environment as it is for your chickens. In the USA alone, over 52 million tons of food is wasted before it even gets to the consumer every year. Grubbly Farms Grubs recycle mountains of food waste into organic compost, reducing our nation's landfill waste with every harvest. 
That means when you nourish your little mother cluckers with Grubbly Love, you're showing love to the planet too. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. You know, I wanted to tell you one of the things uh, that hearing Pokey Jr.'s story from his perspective kind of did for me um, is that it made me reflect on my flock's behaviors and dynamics just a little differently because I had never really thought um, of them as like, you know, having their own voice or perspective, which might sound kind of weird because I know that they are like sentient creatures, but um, it really helped me reframe like the way that I thought about issues when they came up. So like, for example, when one hen would like pick on another instead of just thinking that that mm-hmm. chicken was being mean or a bully, like now I'm thinking, you know, maybe she's bored or maybe the hen that she's picking on is acting like a sis. So she's just like had enough of her. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, sis is a is quite the character in the book, but that is, that's awesome. I I had not thought about that, but that's interesting that it may reframe how you know some of us chicken keepers look at our flocks and and look at those interactions as opposed to you know it being bullying or that you know they're actually pals maybe maybe there's another reason that they they hang out together um but i that i'm gonna have to think about that that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and you know one other thing is it kind of has made me think just like a little more deeply about the decisions i make about the chicken flock and like what like what the changes I make could mean for them, you know, like from a social or like, you know, physical perspective, like how do they view this? Like, what is this going to do to their dynamics? Because sometimes, you know, like we just have to make decisions for their safety or their health or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But other times we're making decisions based on just, you know, our convenience, but maybe there's another way we can do it that won't disrupt their dynamics quite as much when we think about, you know, how they're really going to perceive those things. That is fascinating because I tell you, I had not, that had not crossed my mind. And I think sometimes when you're in the process of, of writing something like this, it's, you know, it's almost a year and a half, two year process to, to put it together, do the re-edits, you know, get it out to publishers and, and do that kind of work that you get so kind of narrow focused on that story that you don't see some of the other possibilities. And that's an interesting thing I had not thought about. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad that you think that's cool. And hopefully that book does that for some other people. Because like what I like to think of the book as it's kind of like a chicken empathy manual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do get, you know, in in watching it unfold firsthand, you, you know, Pokey Jr., was a day or two away from us rehoming him. He was that violent when you went into the, you couldn't even feed him. My wife would have to go out there with a net and a broom just to be able to get to anybody just, and he'd see those and he'd stay a couple feet away, but he'd always come up on her sideways. And, and if she had the, the net or the broom down a little bit, you know, she would get attacked. And so it became at this point, like we just can't manage him anymore. And, one of our Facebook followers who lives close to us said, we'll take him. And he, he we had it arranged that he was going to come down in two days to pick up Pokey Jr. and adopt him. And I, something, I just said, I can't, I can't do it. I know, I know he hates us and we're starting to get upset that he doesn't like <laughs> us, 
but I can't, I can't rehome him. And so it's, it's interesting in how that whole process went. But, you know, when you start talking empathy and everything, living it firsthand is, uh, you know, an experience because their personalities do change. And, you know, not just from them going from chick to teenager to rooster, but, you know, in, in his case, kind of going into be almost a house yeah, chick. that's that's really interesting, too, because I even just see, I mean, there's obvious seasonal changes with roosters, too. And we had one that was running across the yard at me, and he's done it the past two springs. And this year, I kind of had it with him, so he's gone now. But it's like, you know, I did give him, like, multiple chances because he was he right. was so handsome. But his name was Diablo, so maybe I shot myself in the foot there <laughs> when I named him. <laughs> He's just living up right, to it. Right, right. But it's like you you want to give him chances, but sometimes it's just it's just not going to work, and you don't want your farm to be a miserable place that you dread to be on either. So I think there's right. a big balance there too that can be really hard to strike, especially if you really love your animals. Yep, a hundred percent. And and the other part with that too is that we had to you know, think about that we all do is, you know, what's the liability when somebody comes on the farm is, you know, people have wanted to visit the Coop Dreams farm. We've done some field trips. We've done some, some different things along those lines. And at what point does a kid, you know, think it's a, a cute rooster. And then all of a sudden there's a, you know, a spur flying into it, its mm-hmm. face. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to manage the, those same thoughts you have is how much of this, can we take on an emotional level? How much of this can we take on a physical level? And, you know, now, you know, how dangerous does this farm become to, for people visiting? Right. And the risk and the liability and all that stuff right. that you don't necessarily see on Instagram all the time, you know, when there's pretty <laughs> chicken poop less pictures, you know, yep. nobody necessarily wants to talk about this stuff and, and how you work through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge. And, and, and then there's the emotional tie with it, even with, you know, Diablo, yeah. you know, he's running up oh. on you all the time and there's still an emotional yeah. attachment because he's part of your family. Yeah. But it is kind of, it's a relief now to be able to go get the eggs, go get the feed, like feed them and not feel <laughs> like a demon's going to attack me. <laughs> yep. Literally. Literal yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they're, you know, their, their personalities are so different, mm-hmm. you know, rooster to rooster. It's not like this rooster is going to be the same as, as that rooster. And, you know, I think from birth, we probably should have known something was a little different with Pokey Jr. is that he was actually born in hatched in our Prius. Oh my and <laughs> yeah. So it was in the middle of a uh, storm. It was our absolute first time ever incubating. And so we were incubating down in the basement and the power went out during a storm and it was January. And I remember, you know, everybody involved with Coop Dreams says, why are you hatching in January when they're going to have to be inside now for, you know, 12 weeks before the weather or until they're old enough to be able to, to go out. And I was just too excited, got an incubator and they're just too excited. So we set eggs and had a horrible winter storm in, in January. And of course it was on hatch day and the power went out and I'm freaking out because I'm watching the temperature drop in. Cause it, with our first incubator, we had actually a manual thermometer in it. So you could look in and you could see the, the temperature and you could just see it dropping. And 
my wife had the idea of, hey, you've got that, you know, um, plug adapter for the Prius that you plug stuff into. What if you take the incubator out and start the Prius up and plug it in? And so I'm you know, running through the house. And at this point, they're not on the turner anymore. So the eggs are rolling around and I'm trying to go as slowly as I can. And, you know, water splashing in there and we get it out there. We get it set up and the Prius is almost out of gas. Oh, no. And so my, my wife goes up to the gas station, goes get a can of gas, comes back, fills it up while we're actually watching them hatch in the front seat of the Prius. And that's where Pokey Jr. was born. Oh that's gosh. amazing. <laughs> yeah, so he was just always meant to to ride in that car. That's so interesting. Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's I, you know, I had not thought about that, but he was, he was destined... Aww. To be the co-pilot of the Prius. That's so special. So we've kind of talked, we've covered some difficult rooster moments already, but do you have any advice that you would give someone that's currently having a lot of trouble with their rooster or roosters? Yeah, I've had, because um, one of the things with the TV shows, we 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 are, we want to be an information source for people who are going down this road and recognizing that, you know, what, may work for you in Arizona, isn't going to work for you in Michigan or, um, and that we want to present all kinds of different ways to do things. And, you know, philosophically, you know, stand behind the ones that work for us, but not say, Hey, this is the only way you can do this. And so, you know, part of the, the philosophy of the TV show from the beginning was let's bring on people that have different ways to solve problems so that the audience can, you know, pick and choose what might work for them. And so we've had everything from kind of a, a rough old farming type uh, who did things a little uh, more aggressively than others, say, pick them up and hold them upside down uh, by their mm -hmm. legs and that'll calm them down. And we tried that and, you know, it, it certainly worked in the fact that he would stop struggling and he would, you know, be a little bit more calm when we put him down. Um, but philosophically, it didn't kind of fit how we wanted to run our farm. And right. uh, so then we had another um, expert come on and talk to us about pick them up, walk around, hold them under your arm, spend time with them. Um, <laughs> we had kind of a, a another side philosophy of that, that it'll embarrass him in front of the flock. <laughs> that if you're, if you're carrying him, that his hens see that he's not the big boss of the, the chicken yard. And so, you know, not only are you bonding with him because you're carrying him and he's feeling safe with you, but he's also feeling embarrassed because <laughs> when he does go back to the flock and they talk to him about what happened, he's not going to feel quite as strong. Um, so those were, you know, two of the the expert advice that we got. And I, I do think the time thing is a big thing. Um, but he was a unique scenario that he was, he was, he was at the time he was running the chicken yard, the most violent rooster we have ever had. And it just completely changed when he got beat up by a younger rooster. So, you know, from our personal experience, that sure solved his aggression. And the, the rooster that beat him up and kicked him out of the chicken yard patch he was never aggressive to people ever. So it wasn't like you traded one really aggressive personality to people for another. He just ran the chicken yard. He was, you know, not aggressive to anybody that was in there, but that changed Pokey Jr.'s behavior from that point on. 
And I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend getting a, a more aggressive rooster to put in your, your chicken yard to solve the problem. That just happened to work for you. Yes, it did. It did. That's really interesting. Yeah, the crazy thing is I don't, you know, I, I think you may have a strategy that works for you with one rooster, but I could see it not working with the next rooster because they're all so different and what buttons you push in one may not work on the next one. So what you're telling me is that finding a nice rooster might just be dumb luck. <laughs> I honestly feel that. Now we've had outside of, you know, Edward was a bit aggressive to people and he was our first rooster and then, you know, Pokey Jr. Um, but outside of that, we've had really, really good luck with our roosters not attacking people or not being aggressive to people. And I, I, I think you hit it on the head. I think some of it is just the person you're lucky if you get a, a personality that does its job as a rooster but isn't going to attack people. So um, what is the latest gossip from the Coop Dreams flock? Because, you know, the the book kind of left us on a few cliffhangers. We didn't get to wrap up everyone's story. <laughs> so what's, what's happening in the yeah. chicken yard um, as of late in Coop Dreams? It, the, the, we've got... Um, chicks we've got some buff orpingtons and some sapphire gems that are in the garage we've got 10 of those we start our earth day hatch along uh, with brinzy and grubbly farms uh, the grubbly's little peck little pecks feed for starters um so we've got a, a hatch along coming along with those where we're going to set some chicks for earth day we do it with a kindergarten class and then we invite our our followers and viewers to join us as well so we can you know bring in a whole bunch of chickens into the world for, for Earth Day because they're so good for, for the planet. So that's kind of what's going on in the garage. In the uh, the back chicken yard that Pokey lives in, she's as antisocial as always, kind of does her own thing. Um, everybody leaves her alone. They know <laughs> she's, it's, it's incredible the respect that they have for her. She's our our very first chicken, we got four at the very beginning. Um, she's eight years old, and we got her when she was two. Um, she's the last remaining from that that first group. I don't know how she hasn't been taken by a predator because she's white. She's very easy to see, and she's always off by herself. Huh. And so she kind of runs herself and exists in that, that one chicken yard. Then we've got the chicken yard with the goats where... Um, we had actually three roosters in that chicken yard. There was Patch, um, uh, P3, which was Pokey Jr.'s son, and Steve. Um, and sadly, we lost Patch. And, and Patch is a really interesting story because when he was he was born, nobody liked Patch. The, the chickens did not like him. They would run him off if he tried to eat with them. He would. We had three coops in the yard. If he would go into one. Every chicken in that coop would leave and go oh, sleep I in a different coop. That. And he'd be, it was so sad. And eventually you could almost see it was taking his toll on him. He, and again, I don't mean to, to you know, personalize what he was thinking because I don't know. But you'd feel like he was just so sad that he eventually just started hanging out with the goats. He would eat goat food in the morning because they would not chase him away. If he went to the chicken food, the hens would chase him away. Um, if he'd sleep in the coop, everybody in that coop would leave. So he eventually just started sleeping in the goat's hut. And then after 
um, a bit when he took over the chicken yard, you could tell it wasn't the same kind of bond that the hens had with him, but they did respect him because he kept the chicken yard pretty predator free for a while. And he did a great job with that. Um, And we, we lost him recently to a fox and that fox being rewarded by getting pokey or patch you know has been you know around a lot in the, the last month um so we ha- you know we're having to reinforce fences and and everything and little p3 who we were so grateful to to hatch him was the son of pokey junior so we were so excited that we got a rooster from the only egg that we knew was from pokey junior and he was a beautiful rooster and just like you know we lost pokey junior three or four months ago, we lost P3 in the same way. No idea, no break in the fence, no feathers anywhere, no blood, no sign of any struggle. They're both just gone. And that's, that's tough. Yeah. Cause it, it, you want like some sort of closure when you lose one of your favorite animals, especially an animal that you had such a bond with. Cause then, you know, right. And if it's a, you know, like the, the situation with the fox, okay, now I know what I'm up against and now I got to figure out how he keeps getting in and now I got to fix that. And so when you, when you know how you lost them, you have the ability to try to fix it, but not knowing what happened is you're just guessing, you know, is it an aerial predator that picks them up or did they just not, not like us anymore and decided to move somewhere else? Or I don't know. It just, it, it is, it leaves you with an empty feeling. Well, well, we are very excited about your book, and we hope our listeners go take a look and, and grab it and purchase it from themselves and read it and laugh and cry and enjoy it <laughs> like we did. Um, but we do have to ask, is there going to be a Coop Camp 2021 this year? Do we know yet? Yeah, we actually, with everything that's going on and people having to make travel plans, and we had the the venue reserved in June, we just didn't feel comfortable that, um, and we that were the, I think there were three dozen people already signed up for it, um, but we just didn't feel comfortable with what are the CDC protocols going to be, you know, are we, you know, as far as cleaning things, what happens if one of the coop campers does get sick, um, so we felt it's in the best interest of everybody to push it one more year. So Coop Camp will be back in 2022. So with the loss of it in 2020 and now 2021, we started this thing called Coop Dreams University, where we have Teaching Tuesdays, which is a Facebook Live on Tuesday night where we bring in people in the, this backyard chicken farming world to talk to us about all sorts of different topics. And we'd love to have you guys on. If you have a Tuesday night that's free, we'd love to have you guys on Teaching Tuesday. so fun. And talk about your journey, talk about the podcast, talk about each of your farms. And we go across the board. I mean, like last week we did tie-dye Easter Ah. eggs, teaching people how to do tie-dye Easter eggs. The week before that, we had musician Edwin McCain on. um, And he's one of my favorite musicians. Uh, The number one wedding song on the planet, I'll Be. And he actually started a land management company to create better habitats for quail and turkeys. So we kind of talked about that. And then somehow that teaching Tuesday spun into addiction and recovery. And, and then he played my favorite song at the very end. So 
they it could go in any different direction, but I think you guys would be absolutely awesome to have on a teaching Tuesday. Oh, for sure. We're in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Okay. <laughs> Professors at Coop Dreams University, yes. you've just Woo! been hired. Yes. Hey, you know what though? I think I totally get, you know, safety first. And I love that you are taking a really crappy situation of, you know, COVID and not being able to safely meet in person and feel great about it and making something really cool online that's accessible to even more people than what could probably make it to, to Coop Camp. So, Well, it's been fun. And I have to say that uh, we're all kind of in this sharing information with other people in the world. And your podcast, it was really interesting because I was preparing, we do this thing on Friday nights called Friday Night Introverts Club, where we just kind of hang out and talk some chicken facts and have some fun facts and, and give away some stuff. And so as I was preparing for tonight's uh, Friday Night Introverts Club, I'm doing some research on some different topics. And I'm reading an article about how to it's not train your chickens, but how to get your chickens to be more cuddly and and work with you and, and want to be around you and want to be picked up and held. And one of the points was you got to have patience. You got to go out, you got to spend time with them in a non-threatening way. And so take a book. And then the next thing they said was, or listen to the Drink and Farm podcast. What? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I know them. That's awesome. And so they said, you know, if you really want to get your chickens comfortable with you, you've got to sit down at their level. Think about how if you're towering over them, how intimidating you might look. So take a blanket, sit down, take a book or listen to the Drink and Farm podcast. I went, yes, that's, that's so awesome. amazing. We have to find out which listener that was and thank her. <laughs> OK, that is um, I don't know if it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, but the uh, handle was at Coop. Mama, M-O-M-M-A. At Coop Coop Mama. Mama. All right. We will look her up. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Well, thanks so much for joining us here today, Brad. We so appreciate it. And um, will you let listeners know where they could grab a copy of your book and where they can find you on all of the socials and your website and all of that great stuff? Absolutely. And really appreciate you guys having me on again. And anytime I can talk about this incredible roosters, it makes me feel good that it kind of keeps his memory alive, not just for me, but then also shares his story with others. So if you want to pick up the book, you can pick it up at coopdreams.tv. We've got a code, Drink and Farm, DNF for Drink and Farm. Put that code in and that will get you free shipping. D for drink, N for, oh. Drink in. I guess it's an A, but we're going to go DNF, drink in farm yeah, I like for it. the code. And so that'll get you free shipping. Um, we're on uh, Coop Dreams on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. There is a YouTube channel that we just started recently for some stuff that didn't make the show. There's the, the Coop Dreams app and then, of course, Roku and Amazon Fire in addition to the other syndication networks that are carrying us. Awesome. We cannot wait to get to chat with you again. And we can't wait to go to Coop Camp 2022. And of course, be a part of Coop Dreams University. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so excited that that we've connected so many times. I I can't imagine how crazy the future is going to be because you guys are anything but normal. (laughs) And I love that. I'll take it. Normal is boring. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely.
All right. Thank you so much, Brad. We appreciate you and, and taking the time to talk to us so our listeners can learn more. Loved it. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, that was fun. Yes, that was super fun. I always love talking to Brad. <laughs> I know. I feel like I can't wait until COVID stops ruining everything and we can just sit around, crack open a beer, and at maybe perhaps, hopefully, a chicken coop camp. I don't know why I called it chicken coop camp, but coop camp 2020. Hopefully we can crack a beer with him in person and just enjoy talking about all things chickens and farms like I actually want to talk to him a lot more about his cows because I'm very fascinated by them I'm obsessed with Scottish Highland cattle um so I just have a lot of questions but I didn't want to take time during that episode so (laughs) I feel like I could just talk to him about so many things but that's just how I feel about other homesteaders in general I get really excited (laughs) because I'm not I'm not the weirdo (laughs) Like we're weird together. Yeah, no, we're all the weirdo. Yes, 2022 yes. cannot come soon enough for Coop Camp. Um, but I'm so excited that we at least have that to look forward to. Yes, me too. So we hope you guys enjoyed this dive bar. We'll put links to uh, the book and all of our fun social media stuff and the normal things that we link to in show notes. So make sure you take a look at those. Um so you guys can go get his book because you'll want to read it. It's 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 a good book. Yeah, one. it's really cute. And I, I'm super happy that I read it. And I highly recommend that all of you guys read it too. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for joining us. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And give, give zero, zero clucks. clucks. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. Guess what? And it's not chicken butt. It's still chick season. (laughs) And do you know what that means? It's time to get your chick, duckling, and gosling orders in. And we highly recommend My Pet Chicken because they have so much to offer. You can order day-old chicks and waterfowl, chicken supplies, hatching eggs, and there's a whole wealth of information on their website. This is the perfect way to get into chicken keeping or just to add a couple of chickens to your flock. So go to MyPetChicken.com slash DrinkAndFarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order and get all the gear you need to raise them happy and healthy. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast while you're fulfilling all of your poultry addiction needs.